0: This is an echo from the past, a rerun if you will. And in this way, new listeners can catch up and old listeners can reminisce about the past. Everybody wins. This one was released on the 10th of July, 2014. And this is episode three. And this episode features a talk with music producer, lyricist, and visionary artist, Yuin Husami.
1: You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist.
0: Welcome! This is episode number three of Natural Born Alchemist. And my name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode, I'll be talking with Yoon Husami. Yoon Husami is a uh, musician, a rapper, music producer, an artist. And like me, he has spent some time in the Amazon drinking ayahuasca in a traditional setting. And while he was down there... In the Amazon, he made an album that fuses modern music with the traditional medicine songs that are used in ayahuasca ceremonies, songs known as Icarus. Okay, so thanks for taking the time to be on this podcast.
2: It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So uh, where are you right now?
2: Right now I'm in Huntington Beach uh, about an hour south of Los Angeles in the U- US. And um yeah, I've just been having a respite from the from the being in the jungle and and this is where I've uh, I've uh been recording and having my mixing base and everything set up.
0: Okay. So how did you end up in America? Tell me a little bit uh, Uh, about your life, you know, how, uh, because you're originally from Australia, right?
2: Uh Yeah, that's right. Um, Basically, at the start of 2012, um, after having uh, a really difficult few years of of learning a lot of things the hard way and having my my whole Saturn return kind of um, experience, uh, I I sort of left to to have a big travel overseas through the Americas, um, really open to having a, a lot of changes happen, really needing a clean slate. And so I was kind of disconnected myself from a lot of things and, um, and went off traveling with some friends through South America. Um, so within that, uh, a big sort of um, piece of that was to spend three months in the Amazon jungle uh, volunteering in an uh, ayahuasca center that also had permaculture programs and to join their work experience program at a place called Temple of the Way of Light. And so within that time there, that was how I first got um, introduced to to ayahuasca and to, to this medicine and Shipibo tradition. And, I mean, obviously we'll go more into that, how transformative that was and amazing, though. Within that time, I also met my partner there and um, really uh, fell very much in love with uh, the... With amazing woman from the US, from California, and so within that time now since we got together an Australian and an American meeting in the Amazon jungle and falling madly in love, then we have to figure out, okay, how are we going to, you know, where are we going to go and where are we going to live and this sort of thing. So both of us really want to live in Peru, but but obviously, you know, we've sort of both had to we we go home and visit all of our friends and families in our different countries so i've been traveling around a lot but the the us and and more specifically southern california's been kind of like a one of our other homes and we visited here quite regularly on the way so
0: okay so but when you went to the amazon uh, were you aware of ayahuasca before you went there
2: yeah i was yeah i hadn't worked with it before but um but i was aware of it um i was how did you
0: Come aware of it.
2: Um, I mean, I'd been researching different things for, for for many years. You know, I'd been actively for about ten years trying to figure out a better idea of what was happening in the world and trying to grasp reality and fit together some pieces from the the picture that I'd been given that didn't make much sense. And so, within that, obviously, um, you know, a lot of different tools for expanding consciousness came up that i became aware of different disciplines and obviously the master plant teachers throughout the americas and those kind of practices came up and people were you know there was a lot of videos um of people speaking about their experiences with ayahuasca and um probably even less a few years ago than than now i mean it's it's grown exponentially but um at first I was quite, I was quite scared, you know, I was, I was like, it sounded really scary of like going in to the Amazon jungle with shamans and, you know, and, and, and just having a small death, you know, and dying, you know, and, and it sounded pretty scary. So, um, I was really relieved when I actually worked with it for the first time. I was actually quite relieved. You know? Did
0: you have any psychedelic experiences before ayahuasca?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd worked with, Um, other plants things like psilocybin mushrooms that grow quite readily in Australia um, for for a really long time and not like avidly but had many occasions over the years and also had had tried just about every other type of synthesized drug as well Mm. in small doses never to form any habits or anything like that but had at least sampled things and had tried LSD and things like that and and I appreciated that they were kind of like opening up the aperture to sort of absorb more of the light that's around us and the reality to, to have a greater sense of things. Um, and I'd had some really beautiful experiences too. Uh, the most fundamental mm-hmm. thing that I think led me to, to ayahuasca was was working with DMT for the first time. And that was something I just did a couple of times in Australia in just with, with one or two friends and in a really nice environment and a very sacred Sort of um, practice and with intentions to, um, and that was so powerful that that just um, it was it was about a billion times more powerful than anything else that I'd that I'd done before, and so with that 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 was a really transformative thing for me that that showed me okay I've just gone completely out of my body completely into other dimensions I've just stared at a huge uber intelligent conscious mandala of you know, pulsating light, language, shape, form, telepathy, Godhead, amazing. Like, it was so powerful of an experience. It was b- like so much further beyond beautiful than I could have ever imagined I would ever experience anything possible. <laughs> it was, you know, so it was really powerful for me. Fortunately, it was a really positive experience, you know, and, and, but I sensed the, the realness of it and, and how, um, sort of, that something that's so, so um, sort of epic like that that obviously needs to be approached with extreme respect and um, not to be taken lightly or in in any you know not not like you need to be like a heavy serious energy about it or anything but not to be take not to play around with or to be disrespectful of so for me. I, I wanted if I was to explore these other realms, I wanted to have guidance, and I think within that guidance that I was aware of was you know tribes like the Shipibo that that have been working with this these states of consciousness and levels of awareness for hundreds of, if not and thousands of years, and have become kind of quite fluent in uh, in these other languages and quite familiar with these these spaces and how to navigate through them so that was kind of what took us there was to really dive deep with the right guidance and to come from a place of respect to experience it and so that's why we jumped straight into three months of um of fairly deep and solid work with with ayahuasca
0: yeah Yeah, I I find this also with a lot of people, they say, you know, because you can get ayahuasca in in Europe, for instance. Yeah. And um, uh, I haven't done it myself, so I I can't compare, Mm -hmm. but I keep telling these people that uh, it's not only the ayahuasca, you know. (laughs) Yeah. That's just, for me me personally, uh, the ayahuasca is maybe 25%. The other 75% is the rainforest and the... the, um, well what in the west you would call the shamans but yeah you know they they like they prefer the maestra maestro titles i guess but like um, the
2: he- healers yeah
0: yeah the healers uh you know without them you know uh, i think it would be a different experience and I, I remember on some of the tougher ceremonies i've been in mm-hmm. um you know i uh I don't know if I could have survived if they hadn't been there, you know. So Yeah. I wouldn't want to uh, take ayahuasca with an inexperienced, even if I had a sitter, you know, if they didn't know what they were sitting in on, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but also with, the, like you mentioned, you you tried psilocybin mushrooms, which is usu- usually where people who do psychedelics start, I guess. Yeah. Or they tr- or they try LSD or something, but th- many people I. T- I've talked to, they, uh, they, they do it the wrong way. They, you know, they when it takes uh, mushrooms, they, they have the light on and, you know, they might be walking around and I yeah. you know, tell them, well, try, take the double the dose, sit down and turn the lights off, you know, yeah. and when they've done that, they realize, oh, I missed the whole, I missed about 60% of the experience because I had the light turned on, you know?
2: Yeah it's what the the difference between like a recreational thing of people going to parties and, and taking things you know and, and i've experienced that as well where i when i've done that in my younger years and and it, i've naturally felt like i just need to curl up in a ball in the dark and yeah. and process some really heavy stuff and and that's where where comes the term bad trip Whereas the, I mean, the, the outlook in, in traditions with working with these plants as medicines is that there's really no such thing as a bad trip. What they're actually doing is bringing up these really deep emotional um, blockages and issues that we hold onto and supporting you to actually process them and uh, resolve them. And so this is just part of the work is to bring up, you know, it's not a bad trip. It's, 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 it's this is how the how it works as medicine in, in a ways you know so yeah that for me that gave me a lot of perspective on other experiences that i've had and and where i'd sort of stumbled into you know that sacred medicinal use of it even if i hadn't been consciously working towards that and now having had the opportunity to learn from you know, like a shipibo tradition of of a as a healing medicine, where all the ceremonies are in the dark and with your space and with a bucket if you need it to throw up into and with help to, you know, get to the bathroom and these sort of things, the way that it's approached, it's it's all about that inward journey and about doing your own work and about facing these things that come up. And so, yeah, that's, that's really um, shifted a lot for me also, you
0: know. How many ceremonies uh, roughly have you have you been through?
2: I've I think probably somewhere around 70.
0: 70? Maybe now. Oh.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. Which yeah, um I had a lot of really good opportunities to um to work with the medicine living at the the temple uh at the center for for you know most of the last kind of almost 2 years so and my partner was working there and, and so it was a really good opportunity for me to spend a lot of time with a lot of healers and sit in with a lot of ceremonies, receive a lot of Icaros and um, also just, yeah, to make friends with the healers and talk to them outside of the general structure of, of it as a healing center but to gain perspective and um, develop relationships with them to sort of expand my own insight into into how it works, you know. Yeah.
0: When you uh, first decided to, or when you heard about ayahuasca the first time, did you feel like that was like uh, not turning back at that point? Because for me, uh, you know, I think I read it in a book actually, uh, and I was studying many things and trying to figure out life and consciousness, and I had I had never done any psychedelics before ayahuasca, but as soon as I read about ayahuasca, that you know then everything i did was focused on finding the best place to go to how to get there you know e- you know and e- anything else was was pointless it was just like uh, i had to i have to do it was it the same for you or
2: it almost I mean it was a little bit different for me I kind of felt like I, I um, like from a, the in the grand scheme of things I think that I was always meant to go there and to do this work to find this medicine and that this was always part of my path had I be um, kind of intuitive enough to connect with it but I feel like some of the guidance that actually took me there was um, was from my friends and and my my best friend who, who kind of really um just said he was the one that said to me, uh, by the way, me and my girlfriend have um just committed to three months at this centre to drink ayahuasca and learn about permaculture. Um and this was within us all travelling together and so I just thought, well I guess I'm doing that too then and so It was I just, but he's never led me astray. He's a beautiful person that's always been nothing but amazingly good influence and uh, absolute gem of a person, you know. So I I I just followed with that, but but then once I got there, I probably wouldn't have done it on my own steam. Maybe I might not have been brave enough to have done it, you know, because it seemed like way out of my comfort zone. You know, I was pretty happy where I was, but but there was so much that I didn't know. And but once I worked with the medicine, and this was an instantaneous thing the experiences were so vivid and the I, i recognized instantly that it was exactly what i'd always been looking for and that this was my teacher this was the most incredible tool that i could fathom for for you know gaining awareness and expanding awareness and consciousness and learning and accessing the endless knowledge of things and cleaning the body and dealing with deep psychological things. And, you know, it was... So it, it all made sense to me uh, at that point, you know. But fortunately, I had enough, like, f- you know, human and non-human, you know, physical and non-physical guides to sort of, like, put me where I needed to be at the time, you know. And then then it all made sense how it had, that it was meant to happen that way.
0: Well, the, f- the first time I drank ayahuasca, within... 10 minutes of it starting to work, I realized that uh, all the psychedelic uh, uh, imagery or the way it's supposed to be that I've been presented in movies and on TV and that were all Utterly wrong. <laughs> it's you know because if you watch TV or movies and every time they talk about psychedelics or they have a an example of a psychedelic uh, experience, yeah, it's always something silly, you know, like uh, a pink elephant jumping around or <laughs> you know something like that. And, and uh, but w- once you take it and you're there, you realize that's not at all what it's like, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it, you know if if you haven't tried it, it's very hard to explain it also you know uh, yeah. I've tried explaining it to people but I can't you know
2: it's 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 very difficult to describe it's very much th- this great indescribable experience but but obviously I feel going into efforts to try to explain it and and having some successes in translating those experiences into our any given language It then becomes almost like a form of poetry because it's it. You have to be very. uh, It it has to be done very artistically to try to um, translate something. It's almost like an alchemical kind of transformation of taking a higher vibrational thing and then trying to represent it in a lower vibrational space. So it's this is essentially what's at the heart of art, if you ask me, Um, and and it is one of those things where I feel like if you look at the, the movements of um, artistic movements of visionary art and, um, you know, uh, visual video VJing and the, the amazing visuals that are happening around performances at, at sort of intentional festivals and things, they're starting now to really relatively successfully capture some of the magnitude and the majesty of, of the experience. But, this is evolving now as the more consciousnesses are connecting with it and experience it and exploring it creatively whereas further in the past i guess they just could only represent only just that you know it was like nice try but you know keep trying you know
0: also people often say well it's it's a hallucination um uh, but but you know I've had hallucinations and you know if if I had a fever or something but it's not it doesn't feel like a hallucination. Uh <laughs> you know it's uh, uh but I I've always struggled with the thing and that's why it keeps me interested also is that is you know because I'm I'm always devil's advocate to myself and I'm always wondering well you know is what I'm seeing coming from me or coming from some exterior thing. You know it's and uh, I've always I've always thought about this when when I'm in an ayahuasca experience that uh, you know but often it's like I mean it, it can't come from me you know I I could never think about this you know I, you know you see things that you could never imagine.
2: Part of the way I see that is um, y- in the way you know the point in our in our. Biology that we perceive it from, you know, whether we it, and how, you know, the the way that it's linked between the imagination and the third eye and the, the visionary realm. If it's the, might be the same, the same um, part of our brain, you know, like for example, if I if I'm looking at my hand and I'm imagining an apple is in my hand, then I can see the apple in a part of my mind, but it's not really there. So it's um. There's such a strong link in this space um, between what's possible in your mind and manifestation in the, in the imagination. It, 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 there's such a link between those, those worlds, I find, that, um, you know, the same... Why it's so important to, to have a active imagination to, be, to, to harness that ability because it's probably using the same part of the brain and exercising it and keeping it strong that's also then able to tune into to to other realms and perhaps they're perhaps you know other non-physical entities and energies and consciousnesses and spirits etc are communicating with us in whatever language they can and so if that's in a visual way they might be able to paint some kind of a metaphor for us that we can figure out you know but it's Either way that where ayahuasca is helping us to interface with other dimensional energies, with the plant spirits, with animal spirits, with our higher spirits, with Mother Earth, with you know, so they don't speak the same language as us. So what it's a constant act of trying to interface. So sometimes we connect with the energetically and emotionally sometimes it's visually sometimes it's um you know audibly or from like an audible vibrational thing that you feel an energy of 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 you know feel the energy of an emotion you know but either way it's it's this is just trying to um interface with whatever limited tools we might have to to do that so in that sense i think they might manifest things within our vision that that come uh, received through the same place that we would develop our own imagination but it's actually coming from an in external for uh, external source if that makes sense
0: mm. but if if it helps you you know it doesn't really matter i guess if it's from yourself or from some divine being or whatever if if it if it works it doesn't really matter i guess
2: yeah I mean, it's it's who knows what things are. I see it often as though, you know, the way I'm normally, prior to doing this kind of work, like I'm a computer, for example, that's set to a, a specific program, um, that I can only really operate within that operating system, and I've got a series of tasks that I can manage and everything like that. And if I if something breaks, then I go to the doctor. Whereas, like for this, it's 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 like stepping outside of that. To being the person that's then you know the computer programmer that can rebuild the computer that can change the operating system can do all of this other work that the computer can't do for itself so it's taking your consciousness out of just your your brain and your mind and your thinking mind to this other level so maybe the maybe a computer would think of us as some kind of a, an angel or a spirit or some mystical thing but we don't consider we may not consider ourselves like that we're just the guy that built the computer you know so call it what you want it's just a something that's probably more advanced than us in a lot of ways and different and perhaps a non-physical thing from a different spectrum of this huge spectrum of reality that we're we're among you know and only generally perceiving a small small amount of you know
0: and also some some ceremonies I've done there uh, has been no visions. It's only been emotional, so it's been more like thinking about you know my own life, me- more having images of memories, but no- nothing weird about them. Just r- as real as you know reality. You know nothing strange, and uh, and emotional things like you know crying or laughing or things like that. Uh, but no visions. And then s- other ones can be. Only vision, and you have to try and decipher what, what it means, what you're seeing and experiencing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, this, there's factors in that as well, I, I guess, you know, in terms of the, the, the amount of shakruna that's in the medicine, what level of, of DMT is in it, and whether it becomes a visionary thing, also of like what your own body chemistry is and how your body's going to break it down to receive that, you know, whether, whether it's. Um, your body might sort of block some of that or or be really open to it and then then of course for me i often find that you know the medicine can show me the sort of the end thing of where i'm trying to get to of this magnificent awareness but then then it's like okay so this is this is the bar this is where we're trying to get to now you can see how you know where where Buddha was at, you know, for example, of just this divine space of Nirvana, but then it takes me instantly back and to okay, and here's why you can't What here's why you're not there because you're still caught up with all of these things and then go back to processing all of my lower vibrational um issues, you know,
0: yeah, now, I've also felt that the ayahuasca works before you start the ceremonies and and after. And it's hard to explain, but uh, I've, I've been down there twice, and the second time, uh, I had really vivid dreams before I ed- even had ayahuasca. You know, the first few nights you stay there, and then you know you drink, but before that, you know, I had these w- strange dreams, and then later the answer to these dreams came in the ceremonies. So it was kind of like a, you know, a sequel to my the dreams I had, and it's. It, it, it's so really hard to explain, but uh, and then after when I when I come back home to to Europe, things happen. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it's just like it keeps doing things. Uh, so I, when I ta- tell this to people who haven't tried it, I, I, I kind of compare it to the you know the force in in Star Wars. It's the it's the closest thing I can e- explain it, you know. Um, um but have you have have you had this like synchronicities and things just work out you know after the ayahuasca I was entered your life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean generally i mean i've I've gone through a massive life change in 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 so many different ways from around this work and i and I definitely sensed that beginning from the very start it, it was like the moment that i dedicated myself and knew in my heart that I was going to begin this work I was I felt like I was connected with that from the from that very moment and things would actually start to come up before I'd even um, sat in ceremony that that was I already was beginning to process things at a deeper level than I than I had and in my situation when I first arrived in the Amazon um, because I was part of a work exchange program where half of the month was working with the medicine and in in ceremony and the other half was working in the permaculture pro, pro, uh, projects what happened to me is I was there working working for two weeks before I even worked with the medicine and within that space of just being in the jungle being in the energy of of, of a Ayahuasca center and speaking with people that were processing their things and their their um, processes with the with ceremony, so many things came up for me, and I started to realize and and reevaluate and get additional clarity on really deep family things, and the the work had already begun absolutely before I even drank ayahuasca. Yeah.
0: And I I got this thing also in one ceremony that, you know, even though I am an adult, uh, it kind of went like, well, you have to be an adult now. You, <laughs> you can't stop messing around. Not meaning in the traditional society adult way, you know, just meaning in a spiritual way, you know. You, you know, you, you have to grow up also. Yeah, yeah. And uh, take responsibility of, you know, your life, you know, whatever you're doing.
2: Yeah, definitely if you're not taking enough in in any um aspect of your life, that's that's definitely something that you might get shown that you need to do. It's 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 so beautiful I feel to have this access to and whatever you want to call it, whether it's a this that or the other, whatever it is, it's um it feels very much like a like a the teacher that I've was always looking for. You know that's teaching me what what actually matters to me, and and helping me to reprogram old programs that don't serve me that are conditioning from societal things that are completely out of date, completely misguided to start with. Um, really unlearning a lot of this kind of damaging conditioning and and just re reprogramming. And and for me, I've always um, been fairly rebellious against authorities and and for me now it's the first i, I laugh and think it's the first uh, higher authority that i've met that i've ever had respect for because <laughs> i don't feel like it's part of some big illusion to try to um create money wealth and power for itself for its own selfish damaged reasons it's 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 absolutely in um feels as though these energies that that interface with us are very much benevolent and w- working exclusively for the good of of the planet and humanity and, and and everything it's it's in this love love energy of creation that's that's the most powerful force in the universe but that's like drastically out of balance within the human psyche at the moment you know
0: but it, it doesn't behave like in an authoritarian way you know it's more like it. it's not it's not better it's just Different or more experienced, or that's how I felt. You know, it doesn't look down, you know.
2: This is why they call it the mother, you know, Mother Ayahuasca, because it's, um, it's so it's coming from such a space of love, you know, and and so it's 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 firm, it's fair, it's not it's not heartless or cold or like you know, scolding or anything, it's just real, and so you can take as much offense to your own behavior as you like that's up to you but there's endless compassion and forgiveness and it's in that space all that matters is that we actually learn from our from our mistakes and actually grow through that and that we that we don't hide from our shadows anymore that we we explore right down to the very core of what's happening within our shadows and our blockages and learn what we what what lesson lies within that 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 is that needs to be resolved and to see that and then transform that into further light you know from the shadow
0: yeah and i also feel like when i went down there the first time i had to sort out some personal things uh, and i wanted to fix them all before i went down the second time so the ayahuasca wouldn't get angry for me for not having done what it told me the first time you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's the same. I'm going now in the fall again, so it's the same now. You know, I, you know, if, if I have to do my homework, otherwise, you know, I'm afraid it's gonna, <laughs> you know, rip me <laughs> apart. You know, but <laughs> but w- one thing that happened to me the second time I went was because uh, I I used to self-medicate with cannabis uh, for many years because uh, since I was a teenager I had. You know if, if I'd gone through the normal system I pr- they probably would have given me Prozac or I don't know what all these drugs are called you know
2: Totally yeah the antidepressant Yeah antidepressant
0: and, yeah. all that stuff but I I I um, luckily in Sweden where I grew up uh, d- they don't really do that and uh, uh but anyway I I've discovered cannabis and the cannabis made me feel normal you know it ch- chilled me out so I felt normal and I used it for maybe 10 15 years but Last time I took ayahuasca, he told me that uh, that was all, all over now and uh, so don't use it. And so when I came back, you know, I, naturally you wait a month before you do any cannabis because that's what you're supposed to do, you know, it can be dangerous. But I waited a while and I thought, oh, I'll just try it, you know, just to see. And and I fainted. And, you know, I'm an ex- I was an experienced cannabis user, so uh you know f- f- fainting is unheard of but i fainted a uh, wow. really strong reaction and then then i waited a few months and i tried again and i fainted again you know <laughs> so it's like the, wow. i don't know i can't explain it if there's some if it just it just made my body you know and and also i didn't don't really need it anymore either so yeah. but you know you know it's a habit in a way so uh, but now I don't even have that urge, you know, I don't need a, a joint to relax, you know, I can just listen to an Icarus or something, <laughs> <You> <laughs> but, it's, it's, uh, but it was a bit freaky that, that uh, you know, I had that strong reaction and I, 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 I've heard other people had that too, you know, I don't know if you know Graham Hancock.
2: I know of him. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: an author. He he actually had the same experience. He was a heavy cannabis user, and then when he came home, he tried it, and he, he just felt ill. You know. Yeah. So it's, it works in strange ways.
2: Yeah, I mean that's 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 definitely an energy, and and there's a different way to use it. And I feel like. Um, Everyone that's that's used cannabis for, for a long enough period is, has definitely experienced some some pros and some positives within it, and um, but I think uh, the majority of people that are using it are probably abusing it, you know, and aren't using it from a, a sacred space, but are using it as a, a, a numbing tool and and just to rely on. So it's it's not processing your deep things. It's kind of trying to get away from them and so in that sense it's not really connecting with its actual medicine from it and it then becomes counterproductive to your to your own um healing so for me um i i'd I'd stopped working with marijuana some years ago because um it had become less and less frequent for me because when i would when i would smoke even a small amount it would it would bring up so many so so much insecurity and it would freak me out and give me like extreme paranoia and so I just I put it away because it was absolutely not serving me anymore it was totally destroying my my uh, self-confidence and making me afraid of my my own life <laughs> I couldn't even you know look at myself in the face you know kind of thing it was so it, it it had completely stopped serving me you know um but I feel like with that plant as with any medicinal plant if it's used correctly um you know I've heard it said that that it's not to be smoked, you know. Um, that that's when you're kind of turning the coin over to the the dark side of it, yeah. you know, because there's two sides to everything, and it's a fine fine line between the two, you know. That that that's um, you know, I mean, I have huge faith and belief in in the cannabis plant to um to be to to really would be such a game changer in the industrial and the medicinal world. I mean, the amount of research that's out there that's probably being like suppressed quite. Quite vehemently by um, by pharmaceutical companies that stand to lose um, profits from it, but the amount of evidence out there for the hundreds of different medical applications for marijuana in, in like THC or, or um, whatever part of it is the ca- cannabinoid that's, that destroys cancer. You know that people are rubbing, you know, making topical creams and putting it on skin cancer, and they're clearing up within days. You know and the the whole idea of of hemp fabrics that are like indestructible clothing, you know, and, and just so much more sustainable than the the, bio, the you know the petrochemical nylon, plastic crappy kind of toxic kind of situation, and and it it would be a total answer to to solve any deforestation pro processes that are happening. It's it was it could be totally like a miraculous plant to be used, but it's um we're not fully engaging with it in its positive side so this needs to be looked at by people you know
0: so have you i guess you've died also in these ceremonies I, i've died myself um, uh, probably the most horrible experience i've had but uh, the next day it was probably the best experience uh, same for you uh, i imagine
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I feel like I quite died or not. (laughs) I've definitely been in spaces that have been so deep that I've I've felt like I've at least been viewing the other side quite like been more there than I was here. Many, many, many times like that um, to experience that. If anything, I have far less of a fear of death now because, and that started with my first time I worked with DMT, which is probably present in the body when you die. You know, it's probably like the the chemical that floods through that you know frees your soul to as the bridge to connect to the other side. This is probably what's happening. You know, with with um, just upping the level of DMT in the in the in the brain to to be able to bridge these gaps to these other worlds but um but it's um yeah i don't know if i've felt like i've totally died but i've just know that i've seen beyond this world many times and and started to explore that and so that makes me much less afraid of 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 death that it's it's kind of like if it's sometimes it can be some so beautiful that it's like well cool i can't wait to i can't wait to spend some time there that was that was amazing that's that's like but but also by any means doesn't make me feel less grateful for this life because it's like well i'm here for a reason i don't have to be in fear but i just now i can just make the most of the time that i have here in this beautiful work of art of a of a physical world of creation that's that has all kinds of flowers and trees and plants and harmony within different creatures and you know skies and sunsets and oceans and
0: and also not take it so seriously Uh, in a way also you you can more relax with life you know yeah like there's many things before ayahuasca I got really stressed up about, but now they're just not that important. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah, you Think about it. Uh, but you know, when I because I had a real death, and this is also funny how ayahuasca works because the, the during the day bef- before the ceremony, I talked to this guy. He 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 got some medicine from the from the healers because he had problems with fear, so he got a, like a, a anti fear medicine. And he asked me if I wanted some and I said, uh, I, don't, I, I don't have any fear. <clears throat> and that night I had, <laughs> the ayahuasca hurt me because, it, you know, it showed me what fear was. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, I actually, I tried to f- feel my heartbeat and I, I couldn't locate it. And, and I, I was 100% sure I died, but I was still like a ghost or something. And I had to actually get verification from the from the people, you know, the helpers. Uh, your in this case it was your partner actually. Uh, <laughs> I great! Uh, I I, <laughs> I asked her, you know, am I alive? You know, and um, at first she didn't hear me, so it made me even more scared <laughs> because you know, <laughs> if I'm if I'm dead, of course she's not hearing me. But. Uh, then I got. Then when they told me, "No, I'm alive," you know, uh, it, it felt better. But uh, it, w- it was quite a, a very, str- a very humbling experience to die because I. The first thing I thought about was the people close to me. You know, and then ah, oh, I didn't say you know goodbye. Oh, I should, uh, I should treat them better, or I should uh, get my life in order. You know, y- you get this because when you die for real you get these thoughts but then it's too late you know that's why it's good to have this Ayahuasca death because then you can do it in a safe way this
2: this is I I absolutely agree I, I felt a lot of times that You know when people have had near death experiences and they've seen the other side and they've had their life review and they've come back with so much inspiration. They've changed their whole life. They've healed relationships. They've changed their course. They've like quit their job. They've done anything that they now have the courage to do that they previously didn't have the courage to do, but which they knew was in their better interest. Um, I mean, we fortunately we don't have to. Um, take such a risk with that to have this to simulate that experience it's essentially I feel like what's happening is is we're going to that same place where it's like the the beyond this world where it's in the, the judgment and the, with the benefit of this greater perspective far greater perspective that we can start to actually get clarity and, and review our life and our situation but and then spend several hours kind of exploring these territories and, and getting these various insights and then wake up the next day feeling no worse than as though you might have a bit of a, a hangover, you know, but ultimately feeling really, like, vital and recharged and, and the fact that now I've been able to do this 70 times, you know, and, and within that, you know, I, I feel as though I've, I've come leaps and bounds from where I started out, you know, I'm so happy to be where I am now compared to where I was before that. But when I'm in this space, I also see how far I've got to go and I, and I know that it's a never-ending journey, you know, and, and I'm so excited to, to, to stay enrolled in this school, which essentially it, it feels like to me where, where I can um, can continue to learn and to grow and, and be, you know, it's, it's, it's a never-ending kind of a... It's just an amazing tool that we're so blessed to have... Um, to have connected with, you know, and that people all over the world now are connecting with. It's, I would love it if the, you know, the top thousand people in the world that are really um, behind everything and really, you know, the cloaked, most selfish, most hurt, greedy, you know, uncaring people that are really orchestrating all of the, you know, hideous in the world if these people got to you know do some serious work with the medicine like that it's probably like it would be the most powerful thing for the you know i would i would wish for that as a you know i, w- I would vote for that if that was something i could vote for yeah <laughs>
0: and, uh, and also w- one thing when i uh, first did my first ceremony that i d- i didn't know was the you know the singing the Icaros, the healing songs or medicine songs, yeah. whatever you call them. And uh, so uh, uh, were you aware of this before you did it? Or, or I guess you were there for two weeks before, so you probably heard it. Uh. Yeah, and
2: I mean, I looked at, at the the temple's website and, and started to you know do some Google researching on, um, on Shipibo Icaros and started to hear it. Um, it wasn't until I was in the ceremony being actually hearing them w- under the influence of the medicine itself that um that i connected with it before that it was just like oh yeah this is uh some you know shipibo person tribe person singing a song and cool you know cool <laughs> I, I hadn't connected with anything of the the power that was behind it until obviously i was with the medicine and then it was just the, the most like powerful most badass kind of singing that that i could ever possibly have imagined you know beyond like your favorite like soul singer or jazz singer it was just like this in the spirit world powerful connected channeling huge amounts of energy to clean out all of the blockages in the depths of your psyche transformational amazingness you know
0: <laughs> yeah i i, I you know, I was so focused studying about ayahuasca and making sure I went to a safe place and that uh, I, I never noticed anything about Icarus, so I was <laughs> yeah. very surprised. But the second I heard it, you know, I was like, and, and now, you know, it kind of ruined music a bit for me in a way because, <laughs> you know, when I listened to things I before considered Great music now it just sounds fake uh, or plastic or hard to uh, hard to describe but yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound as real you know it sounds weird yeah uh, yeah and um, and I can't listen t- I mean I, I have Icaros on my you know iPhone uh, and sometimes if I listen to music in it's pops up randomly, you know, I, sometimes I have to turn it off because, you know, I get, I get zoned out if I'm walking in the city <laughs> and yeah, somebody yeah. doesn't an Icaros, you know, <laughs> it's, and sometimes I put them on because, uh, it gives me power, um uh, depending on, you know, what I need, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's very powerful and sometimes, you know, you, you know, start crying for some reason. It's, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, it's hard to explain it, uh. But it is true. I have a friend who heard the Icaros, He didn't really like them, and then he went down to Peru, and then now he loves them. You know, so.
2: Yeah, I mean that was ultimately one of the um, the the intentions that I had with um, with the Hukushima album was to um, to to bridge that gap a bit because it's the same for us. You know, we we I, I've received a lot of ikaros and have that appreciation for them in the ceremonial space and with the medicine. But outside of the medicine and in, in my more ordinary life, I, I don't feel as drawn to hear Icaros. Some I do, but it, it feels to me like I really, in order for me to to, to to take them on and to absorb them, I need to be in a space where I'm give, uh, devoting my full attention to it. And, and I realized that this, from talking with a lot of other people, that this is, is the same, that a lot of other people feel the same kind of way towards it. So for me, when, um, when I went into making this album with the Icaros, it, it was about um, framing it within, um, you know, like a, a, a spoonful of sugar to help this medicine go down by adding lush instrumentation and r- rhythms and grooves and bass and guitars and violins and flutes and to really like uh, not to take away from it at all but to like uh, enhance it sonically in melody and richness in a, in a physical world sort of a way to, to just bring it all together that, that, that would, would make it really enjoyable to listen to in any situation such as you know whether you're you know riding or working or driving or cooking cleaning or dancing or at a chatting or you know in a festival in a cafe in a in the house in the car whatever um that you could enjoy listening to them and ultimately, because as you know, at some level, you're still receiving the energy from them, and it's still charging you. But it's just a matter of um, making it accessible to do. You know, it's like if, if there was some healthy thing that was really, you know, like a some health supplement that tasted horrible. You know, then if you found a way that you could, you know, a recipe that you could cook it into something that tasted tasted easier for you to get down that you'd like happily eat all the time then you'd get the benefit of that all the time and it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard to consume you know so
0: how did the the healers like the idea instantly or
2: yeah I mean no they were all really open to it um but obviously it was you know i mean they they can't wait to hear it you know the the finished thing and I can't wait to share it with them but um but I really I explained to them that my motivation for for doing this project had come to me very much with the medicine and in in ceremony and it was it was a beautiful experience in itself and it was in answer to a question that I had posed to to the spirits in 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 ceremony of how how can I give back how can I get on board with this work that you're doing i want to i want to be on your side Uh, you know this it's 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 so much integrity in this so much love for trying to heal you know heal the planet heal its people this level of care for everyone i was just i i experienced that and i was so grateful and i thanked individually every spirit i could think of anything that everything you know the the earth and the 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 medicine and the shipibo and the ancestry and lineage and the amazon jungle and the plants and and everything and um i said just tell me if if there's anything i can even do to help within my power just let me know and then for me it came back as the answer was well so you're a music producer you're here you have just enough equipment to to do this project you have the experience to do it you've worked with indigenous people before you you understand how to how to work within that that kind of um mindset you know um you 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 have a good relationship with the healers with the medicine um this is what you need to do and and it became very explicit to me to the point where it was like i was having a meeting with the medicine that was like okay tomorrow morning at this time is the right time you need to go and talk with this person and and ask them for permission to do it set up a, a time that you can like talk to all of the healers together and really tell them speak really from your heart about what it is that you want to do, and with your intentions, and also you're going to need to give back. You can't just make this about you. You know, you need to make this as a way that you can also give back to, to the Shapibo culture and do something positive in return, um, so that it works good for everyone. Because this is the system of of don't do something if it's if it's taking advantage of somebody else. Do do it in a way that it's just good for everyone, and this is this is the blueprint you know of being in service you know so it came back really strong and I just said to them uh, you know and I was really outside of my comfort zone this is such a beautiful thing of the medicine it's like it just consistently pushes you out of your comfort zone and you realize that your life can be so can expand and you can experience so much growth when you actually have the courage to do the things that you want to do that you've been holding yourself back from doing. So this was part of my own growth artistically to to then, you know, look at... Shapibo healers in the eye and 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 assure them of my intentions to um to put a lot of love into this and to to be fair and and honest and accountable for my actions and to do this really from this space of just wanting to share it and and essentially what it was that I asked them is you know I would like to make music I would like to record these in a really unobtrusive way it's not going to take your time much time out of anything that you're doing it's just that I record one ikaro from you, from you each. Anyone that wants to be involved, and that I make music around it, and I share that with the world. You know, so essentially, it was it came. The biggest question I had was as far as their kind of intellectual property goes of of their ikaros. Their 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 own beautiful manifestation of their conne- their own connection with the plants and and the the action of them, you know, channeling. The, the spirits to to share how that will go, how, what is their perspective on that, is that something that I can then take and, and share with the world, and obviously I knew artistically as well as um, just um, from my own integrity that it, there's a lot of right or wrong ways that you could do it, you know, you, you really don't want to bastardize this thing or make it sound cheesy or like, you know there's so many wrong ways that it could be done, you know, more wrong ways than right ways. So just to get their, their perspective on, on, and, and to be in a space of, of it's okay if they don't want to do this, but I, I, I'm really curious cause I'd really like to do it. You know, I feel really like this is something that, that is me putting my gifts into it. You know, this is, this, this album now is my gift to share with people. And, um, so they, they, were, they were open to it, you know, and they liked me and I had a good relationship already with them, which has only strengthened since, you know, that I've since known all of these guys for, for another more than a year since then. And I play them their songs as soon as I've done any work on them. So, you know, they've all heard the most recent versions that I can play for them and, and, you know, generally, they they everyone really likes it and they've stopped me and and say, you know, hey, can I hear my song again? And stopped me on the path when I run into them. And um, they really enjoy it. And, and everyone else that I played it to that was visiting the center and that was experiencing healing from these, these maestros and maestros loves the music too and, and feels this connection to it. So that the feedback that I've gotten has been just 100% positive and and really encouraging for me that this is a good thing to do and 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 i'm going to just put all of the love that i can into it and sensitivity to you know tune everything so everything's you know every kick and snare and instrument is all tuned in you know and try to like you know i was like connecting with the medicine you know smelling the medicine while i was working on it and staying in this space and and really asking talking to the medicine about it and and it it's i i know so much of what i can do with this but i feel like by and large it's it the work that's happening through this through this act of service on my behalf is i, I may not even know all of what it's doing out there but it's out there it's it's finding its way out there in the world in the audio spectrum and it's people are listening to it and and they're getting good experiences from it and it's it's helping them in their their processes you know and the and and that it's it's out there and i can't know everything what's going to come from it but but i'm doing it because i feel like it's coming from the right space and the feedback's been really really positive it's been really encouraging people are saying that it's helping them to stay connected with the with, with that space with the medicine with the jungle with the healers and people that haven't even worked with the medicine before are feeling the power that's in it and, and saying to me, you know, I, I cried like I've been wanting to cry for years. You know, I, I don't know what came over me. I just started crying and had this huge release of emotions and then was smiling my face off, you know, and so that's the medicine being shared and, and ultimately the medicine, as we know, it wants to be shared. It wants to heal. It's it's endless love to, to go out there and, hold people and and help them in their healing process to to ultimately try to heal this planet of all of the sickness that it has so it's a very powerful force of of um, healing force that's out there and it's finding its way to every country in the world so I'm just on board with that general movement you know to to assist with that in in whatever way I can so I see it
0: I thought we'll uh... We'll play one song uh, now, uh, just to so people can get an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, I chose the. I'll play one at the end also, but uh, now I, ch- I I've chosen uh, the one with Anita. Uh, Icaro de amor, I guess it's uh, the love Icaro, and I was uh, surprised uh, not surprised, but I thought it was funny that it, you had you call it the love Icaro because, uh, my experiences of working with Anita is, is the, when she sings, I always get love themed visions or experiences. So for me, she is the, like the love healer.
2: Well, I, I mean, I asked her, I said, what, what, what Icaro is this? Tell me about it. She said, it's the Icaro de amor, you know, and I, I know that her, her family, um, uh, and her lineage and her husband Johannes, they 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 diet a lot with um, the noma noma plants and and uh, Warmi, uh plants, which is this. It's 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 about love. It's about creativity and community and and welcoming and 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 this whole family. I feel just resonates with this this <laughs> this energy. They're so beautiful. So um yeah I really liked this one uh how it came out and I thought it was a nice kind of opening song for the for the album it's just it's really sweet and I knew as soon as I arrived like I said I had apprehensions about going to the jungle and working with what we would call shamans and all this stuff you know really fear of the unknown is all it really was you know but the minute I crossed the bridge and arrived at the sem- at the temple um I was greeted by all the maestras and Maestra Rosita just was just kissing everyone, it was covering their faces in kisses and I've seen these tiny little women that are like four feet tall or something and just balls of love, there's so much love and it, it just busted, busted that bubble instantly and, and so this is, this is a perfect example. Thank you for choosing this song of, of the, the love that's in this music.
3: Coca and Ramay I'm mm-hmm. a
0: How did you compose the music? Uh, did you figure out the notes or did you uh, just go on feeling?
2: It was a bit of a combination of, um, of that. It was probably not the, the most uh, regular process for, um, for developing an album. Um, so it was a real journey to, to figure that out. I've kind of fortunately, uh, and I rely, relied quite heavily on, on collaborating with, with a lot of really, really talented musicians which really did a lot of that kind of legwork. Because for me, I'm more of a, you know, I'm a music producer. I'm a, my own uh, lyricist and MC, you know, in in that other capacity. So as a rapper, so I I have, um, a good ear for music, but I'm not a very uh, proficient musician. Um, so I've played minimal amounts of things, but I'm essentially, um, so, I mean, the process would kind of go along the lines of this that I'd, uh, Record the Icaro generally in ceremony, if not maybe the day after. Um, and it would be um, from you know from the top, from the beginning of the process, was to really uh, not to distract them at, at all from what they're doing. You know, there wasn't other takes, there wasn't like headphones or click tracks or anything like that. I mean, it would have made my job a lot easier if I had of, but I didn't want to take them away out of their element at all. So essentially, I had a really discreet little battery-powered microphone, a little field recorder that was still 24-bit stereo mic. And um, so it was really low-key. I covered any red lights that it had. It had a nice little little holder. And so, you know, the way that we do it is we'd say, okay, at the end of it wasn't like holding a special recording ceremony. I didn't even want to bring that energy into it. It was basically um, a matter of saying at the end of this ceremony they're going to sing me one ikaro, and we'll hope that everyone else is quiet and not not throwing up. But but we're not telling them what to do. But we wait to to till it feels like there's not going to be too much other noise, and then. Uh, so then they just, I'd, I'd hold it in my hands in front of between us, and they'd sing me an ikaro, and that's it, you know. So it was really purely with the medicine, and them just giving it to me raw, exactly as they do it, and you know, for the most part, I'd also try to, um, to, to send good energy back as well to them, you know. I, I spend a lot of time in ceremonies, Not, you know. Obviously, I clean and I go through and do heavy work, but. A lot of time I'm in a really blissful state, so I was also sending that energy back. That this recordings wouldn't be too heavy. That it's like, you know, all about the light as much as possible. So, so that's just that backstory. But so then I've got the, the the Icaro recorded. So what I'd first do is listen to, um, listen to it and sort of like you know rock rock back and forth with it to establish what the 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 closest to the general tempo would be. Some of them would change constantly, um, but I'd have to decide, okay, this is the tempo I'm going to do. And so I would then sort of create a a track of just like a click track sort of kick snare, you know, or whatever sort of thing to put it to. And then I'd go through and make uh, very small edit cuts to just any bits that fell out of that timing to just slide them nudge them back and forward and trying to do it in the most seamless possible way so that it wasn't too much drastic kind of um, changes you know
0: Mm -hmm. but did you you do this in the in the rainforest or was it back home
2: i did a lot of this in in the rainforest yeah with the solar power that we had there and um but but I really did most of the recording and the mixing just in the last couple of months since we came back to, you know, walls and electricity and synthesizers and, you know, whole cities filled with amazing musicians, you know. Before that, it was really sparse finding people to work with. You know, I'd meet someone coming down for two weeks to, on their healing journey and that had happened to have a guitar. And so I'd say, hey, would you like to play along, you know? And I wasn't making very much progress um, in a lot of the ways with it there, other than that I was um, recording a lot of Icaros and jungle sounds and and developing my that that whole side of the album there. So so there there would be you know hundreds of these minor little shifting edits and I'd have to make sure that the the crickets in the background that they wouldn't sound like they were getting, that they all sounded smooth and huge attention to like EQing out jungle sounds. So then essentially I've got an Icaro that's that's in time with a beat and from there we can start to figure it out. So what I would generally do, I would always start with, with working with a friend that's a musician. I work with about 15 or 20 different people on this album, uh, musicians, but I would start with someone and say, okay, let's get a riff for it. And so they'd they'd play and I'd I'd record as soon as they started to play because if they accidentally hit something good that I liked, I would want to be able to go back to that and say, yeah, let's do this. And so it was this combination of them just, just intuitively playing along to it and figuring it out and me, as soon as I hear something that I like, then I'd say, yes, could you do that again? Or like, let's work on that or try that out. So I'd record them playing a bunch of different stuff to it which I'd then go back later and edit and chop up and move around and, and build into an arrangement of that instrument. So what what had happened is I'd, I'd work with all these people, I'd recorded all these different recordings, I had folders full of stuff and people had played to one song that... That they didn't even know the other people that had played to it. And when they each played it, they hadn't heard what each other were doing. So I had all of this stuff to then come and bring together and like edit and arrange and chop up and, you know, even like things that, you know, guitar or flute solos that I've like jigsaw puzzled together to make them sound exactly how, what order I want them to be in and doing all of this kind of behind the scenes stuff. But ultimately, I mean the main thing with that is that I wasn't taking time up from people. So the healers, they sing me one Ikaro, and that's it. So I'm not demanding their time. You know, um, musicians would just play through, and it's like cool. They come in and jam on it for ten minutes, and then I go, cool, thank you so much. If you know that's that's great. I've got plenty of nice bits in there that I can work with. So I'm really taking on that work as the producer to to do a lot of editing (laughs) but that's fine because i'm not leaning on anyone it's 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 my work to do it's fine so it was just assembling it all together at the end and then keep working with people and and i did some really good sessions in in california when i was last here to visit where i i spent about five days in um setting up a, a friend of mine's um lounge room in his house um in california into a recording studio for the week and he he was a, a dear friend that I'd met in the jungle as well, and he invited another friend of his, who's who's amazing musician, uh, has a, a big keyboard that has all of these sounds on it, and can play any instrument on it, and sounds really sounds real just about for everything and. Between the two of them over this five days we did we made so much progress, like way more progress than I'd made in the last year being in the jungle and like trying to, you know, work with whoever was around. So that's when it started to come together and it started to take on really like lush amount of layers and really like, you know, a lot of instrumentation layered up and everything. So I had tons of good stuff to work with and then I just felt like cool I've got all the stuff I need and then I basically just locked myself in a room in this house in in Huntington Beach for for two months and just all day every day just um went through everything and put it together and arranged it and did all the percussion and beats and everything and mixed it and effects and just kind of that's when it all came together and I'd set myself a bit of a deadline and so um yeah, it's good. I've 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 done it. I've uh, the the project's complete. We raised the money. We've we've made the album, and we've now sent it out to everyone. So I've kind of almost finished this whole big cycle of it, and now it's just a matter of sharing it with the world and you know letting people know about it and letting it take its time to find its way out there. And um, uh, yeah, so yeah, it was an interesting process. You know, very intensive editing process at my end but it's kind of kind of the best way i, I could see of how to do it
0: yeah because the the icaros are you know they're not in um uh, they're like uh, not in beats of four you know <laughs> they're they're all over the place so that's the first to- first thing i got impressed with when i heard it was he must he must have edited somehow because they don't sing you know any, a normal ikaros is not so structured you know you can't have a beat to it because it's like you know all over the place
2: and it'll change tempos constantly it'll go from really slow to really fast you know yeah so i mean some of them have been edited a little bit more than others which um i can definitely hear when i hear it because i know what the what it would sound like beforehand but um but i've done it in a way that if i felt like it sounded like it was over edited that, that i wouldn't go with that i didn't want it to sound like that so it's um it was a challenge, and I would be really happy when I would go, "Yes, I just figured out how to make this ikaro fit in with this beat." You know, it was like a felt like a real accompli- accomplishment.
0: No, I, I wouldn't say you can hear that it's edited. I, I in in my case, I just knew it had to be. But.
2: Yeah, yeah, and some of them that I tried and failed on too. Uh, some there was a couple that I was gonna have on the album that I just, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't. I just couldn't figure it out, and I I had to sort of shelf you know it was like i had to make a realistic amount of you know what i could really achieve without it being like a 15 icaro album and 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 also some of the icaros are well were, were 10 minutes long that they sang to me you know so once i put in intros and breaks and solos and everything like that and outros it would be like a 15 minute song so with like so i i did break it down that the songs generally are like between four and six and a half minutes long so they're not like short songs by any means i've let them ride out to their full length in most cases but a a few of them were just super long and so i've obviously like haven't used all parts of them but um
0: but have the healers themselves heard the finished result
2: no not yet not yet um and we i mean i don't have uh most of these guys don't probably have email addresses and um computers and things like that you know they're 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 living jungle style you know so um what i'm doing is um in the next few days we're returning my partner and i are returning back to peru and so i'll have as many copies as i can carry back there to and we'll give them all a bunch of it and finally get to share the finished thing with it so i would say like pretty much all of them have heard at least the beginnings of how they were coming out, but I always assured them that it was going to sound quite different and, and much better when they heard the finished thing. So, um, but they all liked it, you know, uh, even at the early stage, it was a huge, um, huge novelty for them to hear this, like, and they've never heard their music like that before, so it's kind of like. I'm. I was joking with them, saying I'm the the maestro of the musica. <laughs> you know, working my magic on it. You know, but so yeah, I'm I'm going back to share it with them, and 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 I'm really looking forward to um to it. You know, I've had really good feedback from from them, and and some of them, like Anita, was was saying, you know, I really want to. She seemed really proud of it, and she said, I really want to play this for my village. You know, and. So I want to have enough copies to like share with you know Chapibo communities and hopefully I mean the, a lot of these little jungle villages listen to some pretty terrible music sometimes you know they'll they'll listen to whatever they can get so if someone brings like some like hardcore techno music CD then they'll be like that cranking or like you know it could be like some western pop music or anything like that it's it's quite limited to whatever they can get their hands on so I feel like for Shipibo kids growing up in these in these small villages, um, I'd love for them to have some music that they can appreciate that's actually um, connected with their culture as well. I think that would be a really um, kind of positive um, thing for them to experience, you know.
0: When they hear it in a uh, fused with modern music, they, they, you know, they might, you know, I, I imagine maybe some kids, you know, they reject their culture because it's, you know... you. When you're a kid you often reject your culture if you're rebellious and because it's old and stale or but if they hear it fused with modern beats maybe they think it sounds cool again or something. Like
2: I had the same kind of intuition with it too. That that was that was something that I was hoping that would happen, you know, because I mean so many of us now within our, you know, highly sophisticated Western cultures, we're um we're we're um we're really uh, seeing that there's so much that we're missing out on and we're actually returning back to learn the wisdom of indigenous cultures and so we're so appreciative of what they have to offer and it's I'm sure it's the opposite way often from, from their villages as well that they're you know, they haven't yet experienced the depth of their own culture and they're caught up in the flashiness of, of and of pop western pop culture and soft drinks and chocolate bars with you know appealing, colorful rappers that end up thrown away in the jungle and you know all of this disposable kind of stuff. So, I would like as well that that with this whole you know slick western aesthetic to an extent of like polished produced music, you know, um, to to give that back to them with the people from their own culture. I think that has that potential to be a positive thing in that sense as well for, for young Shapibo kids growing up. So I, I really want to share this music with them and I hope that to have, you know, lots of little jungle villages um, proudly and playing this music and, and, and enjoying it, you know.
0: Yeah. So what's next for you then, uh, musically?
2: I, I mean, I feel as though I'm going to, busy with a a number of different projects um i really would like to do another album of icaros at some point in the not too distant future i've i would like to work um i went out recently to um to visit maestro diogenes um the husband of anita at their their house and their dieta center in pucalpa in in peru in the jungle and um and I love Diógenes. He's 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 just such a brother. Um, he's a um, he's also was a musician before he went down his healing road as well as to become a healer. So he's really sense sensible with that. He's an amazing flute player. He's got so many beautiful ikeros. And 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 when I went to visit him at his center and drink with him there, I really experienced like. I was so inspired to do, like, a whole album just with him and his family, you know, so I would love to do that. Um, That'll obviously take time, but I think from what I've learned from this one, I can get a bit smarter about it and make it a bit easier for myself to do. Um, I'm also going to be spending time in the Sacred Valley in Peru, and there's a huge community of amazing musicians there, all medicine family, all just channeling beautiful melodies through their instruments so i think i'll probably help out at least with some some projects there and um ultimately i want to return back to my own solo stuff as well as a lyricist and um so i think what will be next for me probably what i'll start working on next will be my own songs and that will be a a really big shift from being just purely sort of rapping and like conscious lyricism but probably will be me singing a lot on it as well and and operating from a different space of um really kind of you know having done shipibo plant dietas and things like that to um to to share some of the the songs that are coming through from that in this tradition you know with with ikaros and and i've sort of developed some of my own icaros that i've received from the plants and when I when I drink medicine now, you know I've got to a space where I can drink it um, drink with small groups and without without maestros and maestros you know to develop that connection myself now. And that's really beautiful for me to, 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 to experience uh, a taste of what they experience when they're literally just channeling uh, energies from the plants and, and and music seems to be a language like a common language that, that we can speak to interface with them. So what I've noticed is like a lot of energy comes into your body through the plants and it's it's looking to, to travel through you so you need to let it out and the way you do that is through singing. So I've started to receive these melodies and vibrations and singing in ways that I never would have dreamt to sing and feeling the energy that's coming through that. So i'm 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 gonna develop that, and I'm gonna have probably some hybrid of you know of like Hakunshima style music with my own singing and also with like probably some even a lot of still some nice beats and with some some of the many I've started writing a lot of lyrics with uh in my whole journey over the last couple of years with the medicine as well, so it'll be a combination of something like that i think um I don't know what it's going to sound like yet, but I think it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty big progression from my last album, solo album, The Ripple Effect. Yeah. You know.
0: So, what where c- where can people find uh, your music? You know, what sites do you have?
2: Um, I have a website um, that you can get all of my music from at the moment, um, and it's it's a Bandcamp website. So it's it it's dot uh, bandcamp dot com so that's I spell my name quite strange uh, it's it's uh, Y sorry it is Y U I N H U Z A M I dot band camp dot com and there I have Hakunchama that you can order the CD or download it digitally you can also just listen to it and stream it for free just to check it out or, or whatever um, and I have another album of mine which is my um, that I also produce it's my lyrics and it's like positive you know conscious lyricism and it's kind of it's spiritual it's political it's revolutionary it's transformative it's kind of um it's from a nice space as well but it's all it's all pre ayahuasca too so the post stuff's going to be totally on a on a whole new vibe i think but and and i also have um some of my artworks as well i also paint a lot i've been painting visionary art and and sacred geometry and mandalas and so I have a lot of my paintings there as well that you can look at and I have prints and things like that that people can order through the site too. So yeah, it's all there at the moment until I, um, sometime around the middle, middle of this year. By then hopefully I'll have a, a larger, more comprehensive website up and running which will probably just be com.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll be linking this uh, also in the program notes so people can just click if they can't be bothered to write down what you said that that's
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll make it easier for people yeah Thank and
0: you. uh have you checked out you know their other like uh cultures you know you're from australia i guess so you i'm sure you've heard the uh, uh, indigenous music there
2: uh, yeah absolutely um i i feel really called to um for the potential to to do this kind of project in in other spaces as well like i would love to I would love to do it in australia and i I feel like that door is probably more open for me now, having done this um than before and and maybe other countries too i mean it's it's I'm just so happy that that these cultures are still intact and that they still are holding this knowledge and that I'm so grateful that that people like us from our our cultures that have been stripped of 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 their really um, deep practice for for connecting firsthand with um with with spirit, you know, that we have these opportunities now to reconnect. I mean, throughout Europe, in in from from a lot of our Western lineage, um, you know, there was a, a massive kind of spiritual genocide with that for for five hundred years. You know, with the the Inquisition of um anyone that had any that, that even remotely resembled a, a shaman or a healer or a medicine person or any of these tribe people that we're now connecting with and, and learning about and so grateful for that chance to do, anyone that even resembled that in, in all throughout Europe, you know, was was brutally murdered, you know, for hundreds of years and seek sought out. And so we've we've really lost I think, a lot of our own knowledge. So I'm so happy, you know, and and we're now the ones that are orchestrating all of the imbalance in the world by, um, out of greed and, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's finish uh, with, uh, I'm going to play a second song. And I, I chose the one by Maria. Um, Icaro, de Pinon Colorado. Uh, what's, uh, what's it mean? Um,
2: well, pinon Colorado is a, is a plant. It's a medicinal plant in the Amazon. So it's one of her Maria's. Um, it's probably one of her her main plants that she connects with, that she channels um, through Icaros. So this is a an Icaro that she sings that I've heard her sing many times in ceremony, and it's um, this is a a really great diversity that you've played. This is from the most sort of laid back one on there to the most kind of um, uh, you know, beat-heavy electronic festival dance floor kind of one. So, so Maria's definitely got a, a knack for um, leaving a trail of of um, people throwing up behind her. You know, she's yeah. she's she's really powerful. But it, it translated. I felt so well into this this kind of uh, feel of music. You know, with with beats and with heavy percussion and with even with electronic. She sounds like it fits her so naturally, you know, to to be like this, like, toasting kind of uh, thing. She's, like, most badass, badass rapper I've worked with. (laughs) So, yeah, I hope that, yeah, that this is a good indication from these songs of the rest of the album is kind of within the spectrum of somewhere between Anita's and Maria's. Those are two extremes, you know, so there's a, a it's a, a fairly diverse mix that i um i went for that it would have something that would appeal to people you know for that had different differing sensibilities of taste
0: yeah cool so uh thanks for talking to me Th-
2: thank you so much for for the for having this discussion it's very uh nice to uh to do always happy to chat and um Great talking with you and um sending sending much love out to everyone that's listening as well and uh peace be with you
0: and
2: and
0: freedom is in the mind mm-hmm.
1: My phone is <muchas> a I'm a I'm a I'm a a You